welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. That's me. Hey, hey, we're back. Hey, what's up, man? No drunk podcast, right? No. Turns out we were too drunk to even do that. We were too drunk. It went a little some of this. I don't even think I'm that drunk right now. <laughs> it was. It would have been just downright embarrassing. Let me tell you something. We had a good time, though. Yeah, yeah. We, we mentioned it at one point, like 2 in the morning, like, what about that drunk podcast? Eh, I think I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, everyone just rolled to bed. It would not have been. I mean, I'm sure it would have been, like, mildly entertaining for a minute, but. Uh, I think the only people would have been funny to is me and you. It would have been way funny. When we were doing it. It probably wouldn't even have been funny when we listened back. Yeah, we could have turned some people off. So we, we made an executive decision not to drunken podcast. No, yep. Not saying that card is not out for the future at some point, but you never know. You never know. You never know. Keep it at cards. It's yeah. only it's three and a half years. You never know what the next three and a half years are going to bring. Sure. Don't even know what tomorrow is going to bring. Exactly. Right? Uh, so we did have our draft, our uh, old school Dynasty Nerds rookie draft, and uh, I felt like it was pretty successful. I think it went great, yeah. And we're going to cover that. We're going to get a little breaking news. Uh, not breaking news, a little news. A couple of players uh, leaving their former teams, little receivers. Sure. Uh, before that, though, I want to get into a little uh, giveaway action we have going on here. Cool. So uh, I know somebody that owns an athletic apparel company that goes by the name of Ammo. Ammo Athletic Base Layers. It's called Ammo Athletic, in case you didn't get it. A-M-M-O. Ammo. You like that? I love your sound effects. They're yeah, amazing. Pretty good. Can't yeah. wait to get in that profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, athletic base layers are the ultimate athletic underwear made from super lightweight Italian fabric. Ooh. Ooh. Italian, huh? That's like me. It's got to be silky smooth. That's like half me, at least. That's like my buttocks. Uh-huh. Uh, with a hyper comfortable, er, I'm reading this, so I can forgive me, ergonomic? Yeah, ergonomic. What's that? What is that? Ergonomic design. What is that? Um, You know, ergonomics. Must be Italian. It's definitely Italian. Uh, Ammo is built for the high performance, but comfortable enough to wear every single day. This I can attest to. Ammo is made right here in the USA. God bless America. Just with some Italian fabrics. With endorsements from fitness pros like Tony Gentlecore. Sounds pretty gentle. Ooh. And hardcore at the same time. Wow, that guy. And Ben Greenfield. Oh. Like, no, he does on the weekends. Actually, he's got a fitness podcast. Does he? He does. Well, Ben likes Ammo Athletic. He's not at all like that, but all right. So all you have to do is visit AmmoAthletic.com backslash nerds. Mm -hmm. AmmoAthletic.com, A-M-M-O, Athletic.com backslash nerds to learn more and for your chance to enter one of three free pair of the Ammo Base Layer pants. Uh, So you'll get a code, and and, and for everybody that signs up, he's going to get 50% off. Of all their products. Wow. Yep. That's pretty That's pretty nice little deal. Contest ends June 21st. Now, again, so he's going to give away three pair of base layer pants to people that sign up that listen to podcasts. This is exclusive for our audience. Very nice, man. Yeah. My cousin owns this company. As I, as I said to him, I was like, you know, these, these underwear you got here are pretty comfortable. I know. I'm hoping to get a pair sometime down the line. I was like, uh, you should, I'm going to pimp this on a podcast for you at no cost to you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I was like, all you got to do is just, why don't you just uh, hook up some of our listeners with uh, some of your gear? He's like, no problem, cuz. I got you hooked up. Cool. So he's going to give three, three pair away. Pretty simple. 
Go to ammoathletics.com backslash nerds. Sign up there. You'll get a promo code for 50% off. So even if you come away not a winner, you're still coming away a winner. Wow. I wonder if I get, I wonder if I get some more free gear. Swag. A little swag bag. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Hey, me and uh, Matt over there, we need our junk uh, tightened up a little bit, a little bit more comfortable. That's what I'm talking about. Just like a nice pair of undies or something. Yeah. Stay hungry with yeah. ammoathletics.com backslash nerds. Check it out. 50% off for you. He's going to pick three winners. We'll announce those winners on the podcast, but it's a good chance for somebody to win some really, really good stuff. They got all kinds of athletic gear. So check them out. I bet you'll like it. It's a pretty sweet logo, too. It's got a little bear. Cool. Well, it's not a little bear. It's a ferocious bear. Sounds tough. Speaking of bears. Yes. Jeremy Macklin got caught by the Chiefs. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the Bears, man. That was the worst lead ever. Well, listen, I've had so many good lead-ins, I was like, this one's going to be terrible. Uh, Jeremy Macklin gets cut by the Chiefs in a surprising move. Very surprising move. Obviously, you know, cap-related and is somewhat um, uh, production-related. I mean, last year he had a bit of a down year yeah. with, with injury and stuff like coming off injury and stuff like that. So That's it. I mean, for a guy that's not really hurt very often, uh being in the Chiefs' offense, having a down year, this is good news for Jeremy Macklin owners in my eyes. He's going to go to a better situation and hopefully come away with a better fantasy year. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's a guarantee. Um, I feel pretty good about it. He's he's being courted by Buffalo. Do you think that's a better situation than Kansas City? Yeah. You do? Yeah. yeah really? Then having Alex Smith throw to you? You have Sammy Watkins offset you. Zay Jones ain't gonna do anything soon. He's got he's about that knee injury. Right. You got Sammy offset. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good spot for you. Tyrod's pretty decent. They got a solid run game with LaShawn McCoy. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs got Tyree Kill. I mean, Alex Smith to me is just not that great of a fantasy quarterback to, for for your for your guys. Um, if he goes to Baltimore, just as good as well. All right. I don't think it's terrible. I'm not saying, ooh, go get some Jeremy Macklin shares. I'm just saying if you own Jeremy Macklin, this guy's this, not falling. Yeah, it's not dire straits. It's Things are okay. It's going to be okay. I mean, I, I yeah, I guess I don't. I didn't love Jeremy Macklin there, but I mean, who knows where he's going to go? I guess it's just we have no for idea. me. For me, it's just uncertainty. I, I, I'm not like jumping for joy. I guess another person hits the the pay dirt and getting kicked out of their front, former home. Eric Decker. This guy is is I see. There's nowhere to go but up. Basically, I mean, he's obviously in one of the worst situations ever for fantasy purposes ever. So I mean, getting cut by the Jets. If and when that actually does happen, as of right now, he has not yet. But it, all the arrows are, you know, everything's pointing that way. Um, but he's got he's got nowhere to go but up. I mean, that's a terrible situation. Oh, There's, it's it's horrendous. Now the good news there is, is if you're two two guys here that you're going to hear about, Tyreek Hill, who Andy Reid came out today and said he's our number one receiver. Right, right. Which I honestly be flowing Tyreek Hill name out in my leagues if I had him. Uh, which people are like, oh, why? He's a number one receiver. It's a big plays last year. I'm still not 100% sold on Tyreek Hill. Um, I love him in the running game, and I, and I love his speed. I think his big playability will be enhanced when Patrick Mahomes becomes the quarterback more than Alex Smith. But in situations like this, I like to throw guys' names out there, him and Quincy Anua, just to see right. what the feelers are. Sometimes people will overpay. I'm not saying get rid of Tyreek Hill. That's, I'm certainly not saying that. I like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I drafted him in some leagues myself. Sure. And But it's nice to see just if somebody will get in a hype wagon and kind of overpay you. Hey, I'll give you a first and this. Right. Oh, okay. Right now, you can you can get overpayment off of just hype. If, if you're you know risk adverse and you're like, hey, this guy may or may not pan out, you might just be like, 
I'm going to ship this guy out now. You know, this is a perfect time to ship out if you if you don't want to actually take the risk of him failing and losing value. Like he's at the peak right now of of just hype. So I, yeah, from that standpoint, I could see why you'd want to move feelers. Him. Yeah, just put, put up feelers. put out feelers and, and see what you can get. And then you got Quincy Anua as well, uh, who is going to be the number one receiver on the Jets. Obviously, the number one receiver truly on the Chiefs is going to be Travis Kelsey. If you have Travis Kelsey, you totally won from six to midnight on that one because this guy was already the number one fantasy tight end last year. Sure. Barring a 100% healthy Gronk who's targeted, he Travis Kelsey is likely to be the number one tight end again this year. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith is going to be that's going to be a safety net. Uh, he's also the number one only receiver on the team. Chris Conley, I'm not jumping up and down. I'd like to see what he has this year, but I'm not sold on Chris Conley. Uh, the Jets have Quincy Anua and. I mean, Roby Anderson. And are, they just they just drafted Ardarius Stewart. They've got Sharon Peak. Oh yeah, Ardarius went there too. So I mean, those are a couple of guys that I would you know that I would think, and Chad Hansen. So I mean, oh, that's right, my boy yeah. Chad. I drafted Chad in every rookie league I so, have. So I he's mean, the number. One. Let's hey hey, let's face the facts. <laughs> the number one receiver for the Jets is Chad Hansen. I, I I think the older you are on the Jets, the less likely you are to have a long-term future there to be honest and i mean not that not that quincy anu was really old but i mean who knows if he'll last who knows if he's good enough first of all um and they're bringing in a bunch of young talent so i mean i'd be more inclined to shift my attention to the ardarius stewarts and the chad hansen than yeah. than quincy anu what's w- matt forte getting cut i'm surprised he's still on there to be honest yeah i mean they're cutting people i mean bylaw powell's 29 Right, they're going full blown rebuild with that number one pick next year. I I totally agree. They're yeah. I mean, the only reason they have Josh McCown still on the team is because he loses. All he does is lose. <laughs> so I mean, listen, we need to lose more. Yeah. What do we do? Son, Josh McCown. He's <laughs> two and forty eight. Yeah. I mean, so that'll be a nice little. Good call, Woody. I mean, they're just they're just really stripping this thing down, um, Cleveland Brown style. Um, Word to your mother, as my friend Vanilla would say. Exactly. So let's get into this. Today's show, we're going to cover our rookie draft. And I put a little poll out there on Twitter on the Dynasty Nerds account and said, hey, what would be their hair this week? Our rankings uh, from what, 25 to 25 36, to 36 yeah. or a little a little recap of our rookie draft where there's no schmucks, pretty much, right? I mean, these are all experienced Dynasty players that have been playing for 14 years around, around there. So Absolutely. Well, let's get into it, shall we? Now, we won't address, like, obviously the top six, we're not going to get into player analysis. None of this is really going to be player analysis. It's going to be landing spots, landing spots, how the draft played out, where we think the good value is, where the dra- bad value is, uh, and go from there. Sure. Now, we hold uh, a six-round rookie draft. Mm-hmm. Why? Is because, again, it's a, it's a philosophy. Philosophy? Sure. Spit Philo- it out. Falafel. It's uh-huh. a falafel that we really practice really hard. All and right? by the way, we are. This is currently the Drunk Podcast, <laughs> uh, <man. laughs> which, which explains why Rich can't talk. Mind erasers? I can't talk anyways. I know. I'm just joking. Uh, Go. Don't need to put me down. <laughs> Listen, I was waiting for you to pick me up there and support me. That's what friends are for. Okay. So we run six-round rookie drafts because, again, we firmly believe that the your dynasty league should really be built through the NFL draft and trades. That's it. Dynasty's forever. There should be no luck into it. Free agency sh- should be weak. Uh, hence why we run 30-man rosters. 
and two-year taxi squad spots. Well, again, we're going to do our philosophy. It really helps. Yeah, yeah, right. It really just helps the people that um, pay attention and do the studying get an advantage, basically. And you know, there's not just a bunch of free agents sitting out there for everyone to yeah. grab that are that are useful. I mean, it's the funnest way to run a league, man. You don't want to have like free agency to be out there and be like, oh, look at uh, so and so's in and out there in free agency. Let me just pick him up and pick him up, and pick him up, and it's like, okay. Well, this guy built half his team through free agency, which, again, that's really deep, but it's a good way to run 30-man rosters. Sure. So let's get in this draft. Let's see where we're at on it. I just lost the whole draft board. Oh. Son of a B. Well, that's a shame. Son of a B. Oh, here it is. Um, so now, first off, I want to say I had a fourth pick in the draft. A little rough year last year. You did. But I'm going to bounce back this year, and I went all in on this draft. I ended up trading away my first and second pick next year. You went, yeah, you went really balls to the wall. I felt like I came with the best draft, so I'm okay with it. I agree. You did have a great draft. Wait, what did you say? I agree that you had a great draft. Oh, thanks for that support. There, there's the friend that I know. Yep. Uh, so I, I made some moves. I'll explain my moves here. But I had a fourth pick, and you had the twelfth pick that you traded away last year. So I actually didn't have. I didn't have the first pick or a second or pick. a second round pick. So my so. first pick wasn't until the middle of the third round, which is some. Of, I I traded for that. Yeah, sure did. Randomly last year. So now I had picked four, and before the draft started, now this is again, this goes to show you why you should always wait till, <laughs> till you're up. I traded my second round pick next year to move up to one two, which I felt from, was from one four to from one, one two. four to one two, which I felt was great value in my eyes because I feel, I plan on having the last pick in the draft next year, anyways. So why? I mean, who cares about giving up basically a third rounder in my eyes? Sure, but even if it was, no matter what, I felt like it was good value move up to number two. Where the rumor around the league was the guy picking first was going to take Leonard Fournette, and I want to make the move for Corey Davis. So I make the move. First pick comes out. It's Ru- Corey Davis. Rumor has it that <laughs> you were wrong. I am incorrect. Yes. So Corey Davis went first overall, and here I am at number two. Um, the whole time I thought it was going to come out of this draft with Corey Davis and Joe Williams. Uh, it didn't work out that way. I was completely good. At this point, I'm like, you know what? I should have just stayed at four. And taking Dalvin Cook, because I love Dalvin Cook. And I know last week we came out and said, hey, if Leonard Fournette is catching footballs away, I hear he is. He's easily the 1-1 running back in my eyes. And I stuck by that with this week. The whole So the whole draft to get up to, I have Dalvin Cook as my top running back. Here I go. One week prior to, I changed my mind. And now here I am on the clock, in position to take Leonard Fournette, and I take Leonard Fournette. I know. I hope that doesn't come back to bite you in the butt, man. I don't think it's going to come back and bite me in the butt. I, th- I feel, again, I like all these top six picks, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. You really can't lose, I don't think, on these top no. ones. So then a second, so I take Leonard Fournette, number two. Third pick is Christian McCaffrey. Right. Fourth pick is Dalvin Cook, where I would have been sure, taking Dalvin sure. Cook. And most of these picks actually weren't the original people picking either, so there was a lot of movement in our draft. Next pick uh, is Mike Williams. Now, a lot of people saw this in a shit bricks. And not like regular bricks, like Lego bricks, you know, like little bricks. Because uh, he went Mike Williams instead of Joe Mixon? Yes. And I tweet out, this guy needed receivers. Right. He, he has no receivers. He has no receivers, and he just drafted Zeke last year, so at least he's got one stud. And, and he's got Ty Montgomery. Right. Who I love this year. Right. Love him. He'll so, be on I mean, my little yeah. sneaky podcast. <clears throat> so, guy at number six, he's just, I mean, he's just as happy as can be. Because sure. he, he desperately needed a running back. Thought for sure he was coming out of this draft with Mike Williams because he thought the way the draft was going to play out that way. He gets Joe Mixon. He's ecstatic. As always, the top six is the top six. The top six were the top six. And we said no matter which way it went, everybody's a winner. Right. And I still feel that way. The Joe Mixon go six, 
And is that crazy? Yeah, I would have taken Joe Mixon no later than four, personally. Uh, unless, would, unless Dalvin Cook was sitting there. And then you well, said yeah, you but I would him. take him ahead of Christian McCaffrey, personally. So there you go. So how do you feel about top six? Good players? I mean, they're all great players, man. They're, they're not in the order that I would pick them, but it, like, like we've said several times, that's, I mean, you can't really go wrong. So the next pick is, I saw this on Twitter, it's at Dynaster and Mike. He takes David Njoku. I mean, this is this is Dynasty Nerd Mike at his fandom greatest right And here. we all saw this coming. We right. knew he was going to go ahead of Howard. And when Mike was up, he said, he's like, listen, man, I get it. I get it. People are going to sit here and preach Howard all day long. But listen, one thing is, I've watched every snap of David Njoku, and I think for sure he is going to be a good tight end in this league. Two, Who's in the best position to be the number one targeted player on their team out of these top three tight ends? He's like, O.J. Howard is in with Tampa. He's got Mike Evans. He's got Mike Evans. Right. He's got Chris Godwin. And he's got Deshaun Jackson. You got Evan Ingram, who Mike said he's not even that big on in the first place. He's in New York with Odell Beckham and Brandon Marshall and Sterling Shepard. Who do the Browns have? Kenny Britt and Corey Coleman, and Corey Coleman just hurt himself falling on a football, and he's always hurt. David Njoku is the biggest target on the team. He's the, most, he's the most athletic target on the team, and I've already watched his OTAs. He looks like a stud. I'm like, those are all very solid points, Mike. I have no argument whatsoever. I like David Njoku as well. Sure. I mean, David Njoku is a good player. And he made some valid points. I just, I mean... I would not have taken him that high, but that, I have nothing against it. And granted, if he wasn't a Miami Hurricane player. He also said that he, he could not live with himself if he picked O.J. Howard and David Njoku was a stud. He was like, I can live with it if David Njoku stinks, but he's on my team and O.J. Howard is our... <laughs> I could, he just couldn't, he couldn't live with it the other way, you know? So um, there you go. So that was another thing that went into Mike's reasoning. Yeah, a little. I uh, talked to him this morning at the gym at four o'clock in the morning. At four in the morning? Uh-huh. You're a wild man. I am. Wait, you were there at four in the morning? I was there four thirty. What time did you get up? Four in the morning. Sweet Jesus! It was an early morning. I could well yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You got up yesterday. The way I look at that. Uh-huh. Um, so next player off the board. Now here's another little surprise. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. I know. It, now it wasn't OJ Howard. So OJ Howard doesn't even go next. Right, and again, this where people go for position. He now this team feels like they're a contender, and they desperately needed a running back. Now they also this is the same team that took Christian McCaffrey. Right, so now he's doubling up. He's doubling up. He actually made a trade before the uh, before it started. He traded away AJ Green for the third overall pick and Jarvis Landry. So we got Christian McCaffrey. And Jarvis Landry for A.J. Green. Pretty fair trade. Pretty nice trade. Pretty I, nice trade. I wouldn't mind that at all. I wouldn't mind either side, to right. be honest with you. It's, right. a, it's a win-win. I think, you know, A.J. Green's only 29. He's an elite stud receiver. He's a top eight dynasty startup player. And he just came out the other day and said he wants to play another seven years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, it's, a good, it's a good trade. It's a fair trade, too. I mean, and he, this, right. I mean, obviously, this guy has Antonio Brown. He's got Michael mm-hmm. Thomas. He could afford to trade away that. He has no tight end. He has no running backs whatsoever. Right. So now he comes away with Kareem Hunt, and he comes away with Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Yep. And obviously, we've, we've preached for a while now that we love Kareem Hunt. Guy's a stud muffin. Absolutely. Next we go, O.J. Howard finally comes off the board to our friend Juan. Mm-hmm. Great value. So that's there. number, what, nine? Yep. Number nine. All right. Next, Alvin Kamara. 
After that, I'm on the clock again. You're back on the clock. Well, hell, look at me. Look at me. Uh, now, you traded for this pick as well, right? Yes. So, this were, so I originally, before the draft started, I had traded my first. When the, when the person had 2-2 two, two in the draft, arrived to the draft, I approached him. I said, hey, buddy, how would you like my first next year? He's like, I would love your first next year. He touched my leg. And I was like, that's inappropriate. That's creepy. Back up off me. I'm trying to make trades, not love. Mm-hmm. I said, listen, you give me your second round pick. I didn't say 2-2. Two, two. Just give me your second round pick, and I'll give you my first next year. And this, I threw feelers out earlier. I was like, sure. would you be interested? And he said, yes. He's like, all right, deal. So, again, I thought I was coming away with Leonard, uh, Corey Davis, and I traded two t- for 2-2, two, two, thinking I'd be able to get Joe Williams there. Well, now I have Leonard Fournette. I don't need another running back. Mm-hmm. I approached the guy who had 111. I said, hey, what would it take to move from 2-2 two, two to 111? Because I need a tight end. I have Gronk and nobody else. You have no one else, right? I picked up Marshawn Lynch for free in free agency. He's like, you give me Marshawn, I'll give you 111. Uh, Marshawn in the 2.2 two for okay. 111. I said, sir, you've got yourself a deal. There you go. We didn't shake hands. We just nodded at each other. I right. stood up and said, jackpot. And you picked my man. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. So I come away with your number one tight end. You sure did, man. Who was a very quality backup to Gronkowski. And gives me time to develop them. Mm-hmm. Now I come away with two first-round picks in a very in a class that I love. I still have two four. I have no first, no second next year. But the way I look at it, I just, Marshawn Lynch to me is nothing. He's a free guy to me. No, I, yeah, you 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 got him for nothing. You picked him up off the waivers like three weeks ago, and now you now you basically just moved up from two two to one eleven for nothing. For yeah, well, my first next year, but that first cancels out because I got Evan Ingram this year. Which who, hopefully be it doesn't matter to me. The way I look at it, if I pick no matter where I pick, Evan Ingram's still good value there. I agree. Uh, so and I didn't need I didn't need Marshawn Lynch because I have Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon. You, I mean, you just got like a really good first round pick next year already on your team this year. Basically. Correct. So many, I'm a step ahead, and then it goes John Ross to Hurricane Mike. Hurricane Mike was yep. So he comes picking, aw- picking with my pick. He he got John Ross. John Ross, yep. which was the same player that you would have taken if you were there. Um, no, no, you took John. The only reason we had John Ross in our rankings so high is because you maybe bump him up last I have, week. I have Zay Jones ahead of him, so Ooh. I would have taken Zay Jones. Ooh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that pick. Possibly even Joe Williams. Really? Yeah. You sexy Rexy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go back to the second round. Sure. And Samaj P. Ryan goes there. No surprise. No surprise there. No, no. So the guy that's drafting one who needs like everything got Corey Davis and Samaj P. Ryan. He needs everything. Yeah. I mean everything. His team got players. His team got very old and decrepit very quickly. Yeah. Hurt, decrepit. Right. Trade all his draft picks away for like two years, years ago. For really like really bad trades. For old players. Yeah. Terrible trades. Right. Ridiculed horrendously for him. Right, uh, but he's doing the right thing this year, and, yeah. he, and he and he was picking really good players. So, so he so far he comes away with Corey Davis and Samaj P. Ryan, right, which is pretty good. Next pick goes at two two. Joe Williams. Yeah, absolutely. No, if I, if I would have got Corey Davis, everything would have been right here. And everything's going according to plan. Right, you would have been sitting there two two. You would have got Corey Davis and Joe Williams. Yeah, honestly, I still would have tried to trade up for uh, Evan Ingram there. I you need there. him. I mean, I think you need him more than you need Joe Williams on your team. But so now here I'm sitting here. I'm like, ooh man. I'm going to get Curtis Samuel or Zay Jones. I'm at 2-4. I'm like, this is working out great. I love 2-4. 
Next pick is Curtis Samuels, so I don't get Curtis Samuel. But I'm like, you know what? That's all right, because I would have taken the, next, the guy I got at 2-4 ahead of him. Yeah, I would have also. I would have been with Zay you. Zay Jones. I know he's nursing a little knee injury, but that'd be okay. He'll be fine. He'll, He'll be just fine. Plenty of time. So here I am at 2-4. And I'm coming away so far with Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, and Leonard Fournette. You got three three guys that could be easily be in your starting lineup in like the next year or two. I mean, should I just start etching my name on the trophy now? Uh, not so fast, my friend. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. I'm inquiring, inquiring in there. So then, then it goes Pat Mahomes, which is kind of a shocker. It was a bit of a shocker at this time, but when you look at the guy's team, he really doesn't have a quarterback other than like Eli Manning. He has no quarterback, and that's. I mean. That's no good. This is the guy that, yeah. He, His team has been going took, for quarterbacks. He took forever. over somebody's team last year, this guy. Yes. But uh, now, but the guy who owned that team prior to has been drafting quarterbacks for like three years now and has missed every single one of them. Yeah. Johnny Manziel. Those kind of picks he's been making. So it goes real, Pat Mahomes. Real bad instant. Who's losers. our number one dynasty quarterback in this rookie class, correct? Oh, uh, he's not mine. Patrick Mahomes, no. Who's your number one? Um, What's his name? Mitch. Mitch. Yeah. Okay. I can live with that. Then it goes Deontay Foreman. Then it goes Chris Godwin. Then it goes Juju Smith. Everything's kind of playing out here pretty I mean, these are all names that are coming up pretty regularly in the second round range in most drafts. I mean, not exactly where I would. I mean, I wouldn't have picked probably Foreman or Juju Smith or Godwin for that, or Mahomes for that matter, in the second round. But, I mean, you can't really fault the people that did it because, I mean, I definitely take Godwin in the second round. It's it's these guys are pretty consensus and and they they most likely wouldn't have gotten them in the next round. So, yeah, I mean that's where you take your guys. Yeah, I mean right, you're in you the second. Your you're guys. In, yeah, you're in the it's second round. You, you pick the guys that you want. Right. Uh, then it goes to Marlon Mack, which I think is really good value here towards the back end of the second round. Absolutely. And of course, like we've been saying forever, here's here's Cooper Cup, Mister Mascot Mule himself at two ten. Two ten. Which is to me just that's great. That's great value, really, man. I I mean I wouldn't. I would take him ahead of, you know, a few of the guys. You know, obviously uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, and I would take him before Godwin as well. So I would take him right after I took Zay Jones. Right, me too. So that's what I would have done. Yep. Then it goes Jeremy McNichols, and then goes Jamal Williams to finish out the second round. So as we can still see, good quality depth there. Right. Again, now we get to the top of the third round, and a couple players here that go that I think is really good value. Gerald Everett goes three one. Great pick. Um, solid pick. Yeah, very solid. It's just I mean, in top of the third round, you're getting a guy that was obviously, what was he, second round pick in the NFL draft? Correct. For that, you know, for the L.A. Rams who really have no one else to throw the ball to. Then it goes Wayne Gallman. <clears throat> then it goes James Conner. And here I am back on the clock, smiling from ear to ear as I select Adam Shaheen. I knew you were. Uh, I knew you were going Shaheen there. You were Shaheen. I was going to take Shaheen. I was sure you were going Shaheen. <laughs> <laughs> so again, and then I stand up. I take Adam Shaheen. I say this is great value. I need a tight end. So I go in this draft with Evan Ingram and Adam Shaheen, a first round and a second round selected NFL player. Again, the Bears traded up for Adam Shaheen. They need playmakers. He's a playmaker. We'll see how he develops. Sure. He's only Andre the Giant. He's a monster. He is a big, big man. Then it goes Jake Butt, Carlos Henderson, which is whoa, really good value. Don't just, glo- oh, whoa, don't just gloss whoa, whoa, over whoa. my first pick <laughs> in the draft, Rich. I Jeez, I oh, man. you finally picked her. I, I forgot f- you were even in this draft. I finally got to pick my first, very first pick is Carlos Henderson. I mean, right there in the middle of the third round, I thought, this, I mean, this guy was in my second round range, and to get him there in the third round just makes me feel 
even better about trading away, you know, my my first and my second round pick, basically, because I feel like I I basically got a second round pick back. Don't you have a uh, Emmanuel pick. Sanders in like too? I do have Emmanuel Sanders. Even better. So this will be a nice little transition, probably from Emmanuel Sanders to Carlos Henderson, whenever that. Because we were comping him, we were comping those two players anyway. So I, I feel like it'll flow nicely. Yeah, tremendous value getting a guy like Carlos Henderson in this draft. There's a couple of players in this third round. I feel like again, James Conner, Gerald Everett, Adam Shaheen, Jake Butt has good upside. Sure. Uh, Carlos Henderson, getting your quarterback in is Deshaun Watson, Mitch Trubisky here, which are the next two picks. Solid value. Aaron Jones goes after that. Right. Uh, I like Aaron Jones. Like everybody else is taking Jamal Williams for the Packers. If you said, Rich, you have Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones, I'd say give me Aaron Jones. I'm going to take that PPR running back a little bit over Jamal Williams who doesn't do anything really sexy for me personally. Okay. The backup, Ty Montgomery. Sure. I feel like Aaron Jones is in a better position to be fantasy relevant than Jamal Williams. Definitely the guy like Ty Montgomery on the roster. Your thoughts? Um, Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Mr. DeLayer. Shouldn't have that pregnant pause, huh? <laughs> Shoot. Um, after we have Aaron Jones, it goes Bucky Hodges, which uh, he's up. He's like, I'm taking Matt's guy here, Bucky Hodges. Hey, man, it's a, he's a high upside guy. He's a high athletic you know, type of t- tight end that um, obviously he didn't get picked around the, the sixth round or something like that, but um, he's a guy that has a future, I think. Next pick is a, a guy we're hearing a lot about lately, Kenny Galladay for the <clears throat> Detroit Lions wide receiver. A lot of pump coming out that he's really tearing up OTAs. Remember, right. we don't say jump up and down because of OTAs, but put the ear to the ground. Yeah, you, no, I mean, you obviously would rather hear positive things than negative things, you know? Great value, I think. That, okay, I don't want to say great value. Right where he belongs here. I think, this, I think this is where he belongs. Um, you know, if it continues and he keeps, um, you know, keeps, keeps this uh, momentum kind of rolling through t- training camp and everything, that might end up being great value there in that almost the end of and last pick of the third round. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I, I mean I you asked me if whether they have Jamal Williams or Kenny Galladay, again I'm taking Kenny Galladay. Okay. Who, yeah, sure. So I mean for person me personally. Where from where I had uh Kenny Galladay before the draft to where he is now, he's he's obviously risen quite a bit. And you know, this could still end up being a great value in the third round. Oh yeah by we, the end we, of it. You, we go back three months ago and you're like, where do you have Kenny Galladay? I'm like Gala who? Uh-huh. Uh, and then you're on the clock next. And who do you take? Uh, Chad Williams, another guy I've been, you know, there's been some positive reports coming out of Arizona, just him catching everything in sight. And, um, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, I believe came out and said that you reminded him a little bit of Anquan Bolden. Um, so, I mean, who knows? He's another one of these guys that's, he's in a good offense. There's an opportunity there, obviously maybe not this year, but Larry Fitzgerald is, is done after this year. So come next year, Chad Williams, I think is going to have a really great opportunity. Yeah. To, low risk, decent reward kind of pick. Absolutely. Back in the third round. End of the last pick of the third round. So maybe you throw in your taxi squad, let them develop. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, no loss. Yeah. Third I mean, round pick. Exactly. We got to come away a winner every single time in these rookie drafts. Just right. want to come away with the best player available. Absolutely. You felt like Chad Williams was the best player available. I mean, this is a guy that went to like a, you know, a good school and then kind of got, got bounced out of it. I think he went to LSU to begin with. And, um, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, can you, can you confirm I can't that? verify that. Okay. That's what I'm just staring at you dumbfounded. All right. That's <laughs> That's what I thought. But I think that's where he started out, and then he ended up, you know, in a lower-level uh, grambling state or whatever. Scrambling for grambling. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we enter the fourth round of this luxurious rookie draft, and it goes Jordan Leggett, 
TJ Logan. Logan. Yeah, TJ we- Logan. Otherwise known as Weapon X. And then, the, now this is a player that goes next. I was trying to trade back up for in the third round. Uh-huh. Taiwan Taylor. That was a guy that I was hoping might slide to me, but at the end of the fourth round, and it didn't even come no. close. I couldn't believe he was here in the fourth round. Right. Like, there's no way Taiwan Taylor, in my eyes, should not be going in the third round of rookie right. drafts. At the, and that's to me, at the latest. Because there's a good chance here that I would have taken Taiwan Taylor if Adam Shaheen was gone in the third round. Again, reports are coming out of the Tennessee camp that he is looking pretty good. Absolutely. He was a third-round pick. Yep. We said earlier, hey, the future of this Tennessee wide receiver core is going to be Taiwan Taylor and Corey Davis. Those are go- both good landing spots, both good players. Remember, Taiwan Taylor is a solid football player mm-hmm. coming out of school. So getting him in a fourth round is tremendous value. Tremendous value. Big time, man. Love the pick there. Yep. Uh, again, I was trying to move up for him. Nobody was budging. Nobody was training with me. They're like, Rich, your draft is too good already. Take a step back. Let us make some picks. I said, okay. All right. So I'm going to clock next. Obviously, this is not even a question. I'm taking my boy, Chad Hansen. Of course. I, I knew that was another one that I could have picked for you. Rich gets richer. Uh-huh. That's, what, that's the way I look at it. Now, obviously, with this Eric Decker news, Mains chat, my boy Chad gets to get in a little bit better position here to potentially play a little bit more. Now, granted, (laughs) (laughs) really enunciate that, Rich. He is uh, on a really bad football team. Yep. But I am waiting for them to get Sam Darnold next year. They grow this really nice rapport. And in 2019, Chad Hansen's a starting wide receiver three on my football team. He very Uh, well. He very well could be. I mean, he's got the talent. Um. You know, obviously, they're going to have to take a, a pretty big step forward as a group there in the Jets for that for that to happen. They, namely, they need to get a quarterback. Um, but you know that could change overnight. You know, one you know once they pick first overall next year. He's got a savvy vet in Josh McCown. If Josh McCown to stay upright for more than thirteen hours, then uh, he'll learn a little something there as well. Next pick is Donnell Pumphrey. I think here in the fourth round, Donnell Pumphrey is really good value. You're talking about the all-time leading rusher in college football history in Donnell Pumphrey. Goes to a really good situation in Philadelphia to learn behind Darren Sproles. And I'm hearing, I'm hearing in these OTAs, they've been lying Donnell in the slot quite a lot. Well. That rhymes a little bit. I did rhyme a little bit. A little Dr. Seussish today. <laughs> what? Yeah, you heard me. But? Uh-huh. Jake Butt? What? Okay. Uh, so uh, Donald Pumphrey goes next. Then goes Elijah McGuire. Then our Darius Stewart, who again with the Decker news, this is good news. Uh, Didi Westbrook, and then the worst pick of the entire draft by none other than Juan himself. <laughs> I couldn't even believe. I could not believe that he went and he said kicker for life, Zane Gonzalez. He stands up and he says kicker for life. I select Zane Gonzalez. In one of the deepest drafts you'll come across where the fourth round is or is still loaded with talent of guys that could possibly make it, you know, onto your, your roster full time. He picks a kicker. A kicker. And now I am Mr. Pick a Kicker. But I will never pick a kicker in the fourth round of any draft. Ever. Never. Literally never. And now I've don't think I've ever selected a kicker in the entire history of this league. But in this draft, I thought, you know what? In the sixth round, I'm going to pull the mat move to get my taxi squad opened up. I'm going to take Zane Gonzalez for the Browns. One, I'm a Browns fan. Two, he's like a really good kicker. I'm going to see how that works out for me. 
Juan jumps the gun. Fourth round. This Could is not the, believe it. One of the worst picks in the history of our dynasty league. And we all let him know, too. Hey, Juan, listen. You suck at this dynasty thing. <laughs> uh, and he said he wanted the kicker. He said he didn't love anybody else. And he thought it was funny. He's like, what's wrong with my kicker for life? I, I, I'm still speechless. It's, it's, yeah. Just doesn't make any sense. Kicker for life. It just did not make sense. The kicker for life comes from when we had our, uh, our initial dynasty our startup draft. Very and, first, yep. Uh, a guy stood up. I think it was Mike Nugent's rookie year. Uh, or well, it, it was. Year, I don't know. I can't remember if it was our starter draft or it was whenever Mike Nugent's rookie year was. He stood up and <laughs> he took him. He took him relatively high. He's like Mike Nugent, kicker for life. Kicker for life. And then Nugent got cut like three years later. Yep. They went on the Bengals for a while and had mm-hmm. okay career. So we give Juan comes away with the dildo reward, uh, <laughs> with the worst pick in the draft, and that's Zane Gonzalez. Then goes Matt Days, Janu Smith. And then Deshaun Kaiser. You took Deshaun Kaiser. I did take Deshaun Kaiser. Um, just a high upside type of move for me. I, th- I mean, obviously, everything I've heard and, and, and read is that they're kind of trying to fast track him as well. And he's kind of glued to uh, Hugh Jackson's hip over there. So, I mean, I wouldn't be. I mean, it's the Browns. He's going to have snaps this year playing quarterback. I can almost guarantee that. Um, okay. So. You know, it's something where I I feel like I'll find out pretty quickly whether or not he stinks, and especially since I'm a Browns Browns fan, I'll I'll get to watch him more and evaluate him closer. And if he stinks, I can just get rid of him. No Fourth big, round pick, yeah, no, no big deal. So no we move deal. ourselves in the fifth round. Uh, first pick in the fifth round goes George Kittle, which is pretty good value. Yeah, I don't say it's good value, but a good pick. Right. I mean, that was the first pick where I, I was like, eh, George Kittle, you might have been able to get him another round later, I think, for this guy. But still, I mean, still a solid enough For this, pick. like, a guy that right. you could potentially start down the road. Sure. Like, sometimes you get these fifth-round fifth picks, and you're like, this is, now I'm just a little – because, again, we have these drafts that are so deep. Like, last year in the fifth round, you're like, I'm just wasting my breath calling all this name. Right. I guess I'm nitpicking because George Kittle, I mean, he is in a good situation. They're already talking about getting rid of Vance McDonald. So, I mean, George Kittle – I mean, obviously, he's in a, a tight end friendly offense as well with Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle Shanahan pretty much handpicked him. So, I mean, it's not a bad situation. And getting a guy in the fifth round, I, you can't really argue the pick. Argue. Can't you argue anything. Next right. pick goes up for Zane Gonzalez. Uh, <laughs> then it goes Brian Hill, then D'Angelo Henderson, and then I'm on a clock and I get Josh Reynolds for the Rams. Again, big six yeah. foot four athletic receiver for a team that needs playmakers because they don't have any. I come with Josh Reynolds well, in the fifth I, round. I feel really good about it. Yeah, I, I was contemplating taking him, um, you know, the last pick of the fourth round. So uh, to get him, you know, four picks later, I think you were pretty lucky. That's actually. funny because when I was on the clock here, I called out to Sean Kaiser and, and I'd already, you took him. I had already taken him. Yep. Uh, next pick is Josh Dobbs, then Noah Brown. Again, I like, the, I like the Brown pick here again. Some good upside on a player that's pretty athletic. Then it goes Amara Darbo, Nathan Peterman, Elijah Hood, Malachi Dupree, D'Angelo Yancey. And then you take Ryan Switzer with the last pick in the fifth round. Again, really good value. Already good reports again right. coming out of Ryan Switzer. This is a guy that we talked about earlier that's just like a Cole Beasley who just can run really good rounds. A little small white guy, so we don't think of small white guys to compare him to. And that's what we do. Uh, you, can't, you can't compare small white guys to anybody else but another small white guy. <laughs> that's the way it works around here. Uh, well, I mean, everyone has, yeah, everyone has compared him to 
Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. And, and you know, I, I think he even said that he's learning a ton from Cole Beasley and stuff. And, the, and he's getting reps with, like, the first team and stuff like that already. He said they're going to utilize right? him. So Absolutely. It, again, so for somebody, if you can, you know, be a spot starter, just somebody who's on your roster that can contribute at some point is a bo- good bottom feeder. I mean, they don't are... they don't have like an established number two there. Not 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 that I think that Ryan Switcher is going to be that, but I mean, you never know. You I mean, you never know. And again, that's what the like a lot of people have a bottom roster that is just garbo. Like right. players, like sure. Hey man, I got fill a roster space. So I have Calvin Johnson on there. You know what I mean, it's like my team's that bad, right? Uh, so to have a guy like that who's like somebody who's like a Ryan Switcher, say you can come away with five points a game, six points a game. And all of a sudden, you have, you know, it's a dynasty league. So you have four receivers who are on by all the same week because that's the way it played out. Right. And plus two injuries. To have a guy in the very bottom of your roster like that is pretty good value. To get you something, man. Be able Take to, him for free. Plug him in there. Yep. Now, most leagues only run, I see, five round rookie drafts. Not so fast. Not so fast. We have a whole other round of fun. So here we come into the sixth round. Mm-hmm. That's right, free agency. Bite me. <laughs> It goes Mac Collins, a big you know big uh, six foot four type of guy, um, injured most of the year I believe at uh, North Carolina, but fat, big, fast, high big, upside, yeah, big receiver upside. Right. Uh, then goes Jehu, Jehu Chesson, Chesson. That's how you pronounce it. Good for me. If it's not, I don't care. Uh, then goes Ishmael Zamora for the. Uh, Oakland Raiders. Right. I don't. Nice, solid upside receiver there. I needed some help spelling that one on the, the old draft board. Dude, it's Ishmael Zamora. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Idiot. Uh-huh. Then I take Tariq Cohen. That's a great pick for in my eyes. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. I, I couldn't even believe it was there in the sixth round. Right. Uh, he's a pass-catching little tiny running back for the uh, Chicago Bears, and the Chicago Bears need a pass-catcher running back. They, that's something that they don't have. He's going to be a great compliment to Jordan Howard in, in my eyes. Again, somebody who could be utilized, somebody who, if he can come away scoring just a little bit of points, or to the Jordan Howard owner, something happens to Jordan Howard owner, this is a pick here in the very last of sixth round. I can flip this guy for probably much better value here in the next two years. So coming up with Cohen for a team that I don't even need a running back, the way I looked at this pick is like, man, I'm getting Cohen here. This is great. I bet getting him in the sixth round, I bet at the very least, maybe in the next couple of years, if it pans out right, the very worst, I probably get is a third round pick coming up for this guy sure. in the next couple of years. Sure, sure. Again, running backs. I love in drafts to come away with like in the late round picks, running backs. There's lots of running backs. Hey, man, they're the guys that come out of, they seemingly come out of the woodwork. It's like every, every year, like a random, like undrafted guy or a fifth or sixth round guy. And plus, with the two year taxi squad rule, you know, right. usually, like some of those receivers, like, okay, I just need one more year. I got to bring him on my roster. With the running backs, you're like, okay. I can cut this guy. Or he's on my roster. Yep. Uh, then it goes Robert Davis, another solid pick here. With a nice high upside player in Robert Davis. Really athletic, um, really good spark scores as well. Sure. Chad Kelly, Isaiah Ford, Shelton Gibson, Davis Wed, Webb, Travin Dural, Trent Taylor, and then you take C.J. Bethard. Yeah, I just, I mean, that was one of those guys where if Kyle Shanahan hadn't handpicked him, I wouldn't have even batted an eye at him. But the last pick of the thing, I, last pick of the draft, I really wanted Trent Taylor, and he got he got picked one pick ahead of me. Um, cold blooded. Yeah, so that was kind of cold blooded and threw me for a curveball. And I just, you know, whatever. I just went to CJ Beathard. It's the the last pick of the draft. You know, if it pans out, great. If not, 
he'll be moving on rather quickly as well. So. so, like, looking back here now, I'm looking back at the first round. I think the best value coming out of the first round, I think Juan come away with that getting O.J. Howard to pick uh, number nine. I think I just think that's really good value. Yeah, I agree. In the first round. Yep. Uh, even, I even like going Kamara, number 10. I think that's pretty good value. I think that's kind of, in my eyes, where Kamara should land, so I'm not going to say that that's great value. Okay, but O.J. Howard, arguably the best value than the first round. Sure. Uh, coming away into the second round, I think looking back on it, I think now, not even to my own horn, I think go two ways. You can go, I like in Zay Jones. Oh, I, two I love that, yeah. Zay uh, Jones to me is, is Zay Jones and Cooper Cup are probably the, the I highest. I was going to say, Cooper Cup at 210 to me is really good value. Right. With uh, Zay Jones, the way I look at it for a team, like I need a receiver. So the whole reason I trade up for Zay uh, Number two is for Corey Davis, right. and I don't get him. I get Leonard Fournette. So for me to come over with Zay Jones and Leonard Fournette, I feel completely okay about not getting him at Corey Davis. I, I would feel fine with that as well. Yeah. I feel like Zay Jones could be a wide receiver two, wide receiver three in my roster over here in the next couple of years. So I feel really good about that. Sure. As we enter the third round, again, not to say anything, I really like getting Adam Shaheen there at 3-4. Uh, I don't know where you feel. What are your, What's your thoughts on the best value there in the – third round um yeah i mean shaheen's shaheen's a good value i and i like carlos henderson my pick because it was my it was my first one but i, I really do think that was good value yeah actually you um, know what i would say in carlos henderson there in the in the, like the middle of the fourth round is probably really good value middle because of the, middle of the third we, adam yeah. shaheen's consistently going in the third round so I, I can't really say it's good value where carlos henderson i'll totally listen to him going in the second round where i think he kind of should go right uh i know that's where we had him in our rankings overall as well i mean we ranked him at number 19th overall player sure. you got him here a whole round later yep. so carlos henderson is the best value there as we go into the next round in the fourth round i think the best value there is taiwan taylor yeah definitely man because he i mean he he I, w- I would imagine you know going almost a round earlier than that or you know anywhere from a round earlier than that to where he is concur so fifth round now we're getting deep we're getting now very we're getting deep, real deep, so deep. Can we revisit? Can we revisit the fourth round and maybe see where the worst value was? Um, yeah. Looking <laughs> back here, if I'm going to give my dynasty analysis opinion here, and I'm looking dig a deep in here, the worst pick uh, by a hair, by a hair, it's, it's probably going to be Zane Gonzalez, the kicker. <laughs> Somebody taking a kicker that. in the fourth round of a, oh, the deepest, arguably. This class in the 2014 class will be going head to head as the great some of the greatest dynasty draft classes of all time. And this turd Ferguson reaches out there <laughs> and lays a giant poop sandwich on the table, and then takes a whole bite, eats a whole sandwich in one bite, takes a kicker. And on the team that I love the most, the Browns. Yeah. Terrible. It's a bad. It's a bad pick. It's terrible. So all right, moving on to the fifth round. Um, good values in this round. I I really do actually like the D'Angelo Henderson, um, pick. I, I could see him going in the fourth round of some drafts. I know he doesn't have like a clear shot at the starting running back spot now, but they really don't have anybody for the future there quite yet. So D'Angelo Henderson, I think, can emerge. Yeah, and, I like I like a couple picks there, man. Honestly, I like. I mean, here we are in the fifth round, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm looking here, I'm like, I'm I'm just going through the list. I'm like, yeah, D'Angelo Henderson, I like that guy. Obviously, I took Josh Reynolds. I think that's a good pick there in uh, the fifth round. I like getting Amara Darbo in yeah, the fifth round. That was another guy I was going to touch on. I like, we talked about before, Malachi Dupree. Right. A guy who has such a little tape there at LSU, but who has really good athleticism going to the Green Bay Packers. We know how, you know, Jordy Nelson's probably gone a couple of years. Randall Cobb contracted. He's probably going to be run out there. 
he's got a chance there. And, of course, you're picking with Ryan Switzer. I think, again, fifth round, I feel those are all players that I'd be happy with any of those guys sure. coming out of that draft. Sure. And then in the last round. Um, I mean, I, th- I see Trent Taylor sticking out like a sore thumb to me in the last round, uh, you know, the pick before the last pick. I mean, as far as six round picks, all these guys, you know, they're they're pretty much Tariq Cohen, my pick. Let's just be safe. Yeah, Let's there you go. Rich's pick of Tariq Cohen is obviously the best one. So <laughs> coming away from it, I come out of this draft with Leonard Fournette, right? Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, Adam Shaheen, Chad Hansen, Josh Reynolds, and Tariq Cohen. I feel really good about that. I mean, those are all guys that not one of those guys were um, off my draft board, so to speak, or guys I wasn't going to touch. Um, so I, I really do think you did a great job uh, maneuvering and, and, you know, kind of mortgaging next year to 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 get a lot of these guys this year on your team. You, yeah. did, you did a good job. I Unfortunately, I didn't really have the... I didn't have the the firepower. I didn't have a second round pick next year, and I didn't. I really didn't want to give up my first round pick for a second year in a row to get into the second round of this draft. So I, I, I didn't have the firepower to really make the impact I wanted. We well, don't have that draft. when you're a three time champion, right? But, uh, I, but I'm coming, right, right, exactly. So it's kind of hard to you know sometimes you get in a position you have to give up assets, and when you look back at it, the trade that you gave up, which I think at the time a lot of people were like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" You gave up your first. You gave up your first and second this year for Jimmy Graham. Right. You needed a tight end. Right. Jimmy Graham was a high produ- production uh, tight end last year. Very valuable sure. top five sure. fantasy tight end. And people will say, and this is where it falls into that dynasty aspect where people are like, oh, you're you're giving too much. And we always preach when you're trying to win. It's never. There's too, no such thing. It's never too much. As long as you win, it's not too much. So you gave up. You gave up right. John Ross. And whoever else you took there to end the John round. Ross, Jamal Williams. So you get John Ross and Jamal Williams. And actually my second round next year. That's why I don't have another second round next year. It was another second rounder. For another second rounder yeah. for Jimmy Graham. And Jimmy Graham helped you win a championship. Yep. So who cares? Who cares? Exactly. It's a, sp- it's a, it's a spent cost. It's, it's gone. It's out the window. And it got me a championship. So right now I'm at the point where I'm just going to have to bite the bullet. I'm not going to mortgage any more in my future to get back into this draft. So. And you won three straight years, which is... right. An extremely hard thing to do in this league with so many competitive teams in this sure, league. Sure. I mean, I love my I love I, I do. I had a fourth pick in this year's draft, and I still love my team. You know, I have a starting lineup of Drew Brees, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon. I throw Leonard Fournette into the mix. My tight end is Rob Gronkowski. My receivers, you know, Stephon Diggs, uh, John Brown, Corey right. Coleman. They're they're not to be anything to love about. Right. Well, that's why you're picking fourth. But there's players. Right. So my receivers killed me. I wanted Corey Davis. But I already got a couple potential trades to grab some of those savvy vets out there as well. So, again, I love the move of the first-round pick to help you win. I never hesitate to give a first-round pick to win. It doesn't matter what that pick is. No, and honestly, I'm still in my window, and I wanted that in my back pocket in case I need it. Eh, in case I need to make another move at the end of the year. And, I, and I'll do that again. I'll mortgage next year again if I need to, if I need something come the end of the year. And that's, and that's why I give my picks next year because I felt like even though I picked high this year, I feel like I'm not going to pick high next year. And coming away in that position, I am ready to trade whatever. I am pushing all in this year, so I'm willing to go up whatever it takes right. to be out of position. And I feel like I'm deep enough at running back where I can make some moves for some very sure. good. You know, I already have an offer on the table of getting Larry Fitzgerald for Charles Sims. Pretty right. fair. Pretty right. fair in my eyes. I think it's a deal I'm going to make. So that's our rookie draft. That's the way it played out. Um, glad it's over. It's my last rookie draft. That's Is it? it. No, yeah. we have one more. 
Oh, we do have one more. Yeah, actually. me and you are in a. Yeah, me and you are in a lead. So, and I always like that one because it's way later. It is. Well. It, that, it. that one comes around like training camp usually. So I feel good about it. You feel yeah. good about it? Absolutely, man. Um, um, I'm, I'm pumped for. I'm pumped that I have one more draft because I actually have like picks in that one. So <laughs> I'll get to pick high. I mean, like you know, I have a first round pick. I have a. I think I have a second round. I think I have my full compliment in that one. So that'll be nice. And we've been preaching through our rankings about how deep this draft class is. And you obviously we go back to the past episodes you haven't listened yet. We ranked all our guys. We were through top twenty four. We're gonna come back next week uh, and cover twenty five to thirty six. We might even get a little bit deeper into that because it might be a little push episode because we don't have to get as deep. No, you know what? I think twenty five to thirty six. Twenty five to thirty six. We can get deep. We'll get deep. I, th- I think after that we'll have to kind of push through the final some two yep. rounds. We'll push yep. through pretty quick, and then we'll yep. start getting some really good evergreen episodes for the summertime. We hit news and notes and dynasty structures, sure. and ADP I mean, by lows and whatnot. Camps will be opening and all sorts of fun stuff. I like camp. Yeah. So, um, and of course, we'll do some ADP stuff. You can get free ADP on our website, dynastynerds.com. Uh, I know I say it every couple of weeks, so we never pimp the website itself enough. This is the Dynasty Nerds Podcast, brought to you by DynastyNerds.com. Everything on there is free. Like, yeah. It's like this podcast. So we have that, it's why we have that donations page up on the top right-hand corner, because everything we do is for free. I love free. It's my favorite price. It is. We have great articles. We have great writers. Uh, we partner up with Fantasy Pros. So our, our rankings are linked with Fantasy Pros now. So, again, they're for free rankings, free ADP, free articles. We have a forum on there, so you can chat with people all over the world and get, ask them Dynasty questions, which is terrific to do. Uh, so make sure you go to com every single day. If you'd ever be so kind, our March to 300 still continues. Last oh. week, I asked everybody if they could please stop what they're doing and give us a rating, uh, a ranking, and a review on iTunes. How we're, what are we up to? Do you we're remember? At, we were at 280. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And yes. I was like, you know what? Let's just get us to 300. Right. 300 reviews would just make me a very happy camper. Mm, we're at right. 295. Oh. So close. I read every every day. I refresh it to see where we're at, and I, I read every single one of them. All of you are so kind. <laughs> Those fifteen people, obviously, you're better looking than the rest. Uh, <laughs> it's safe to say you probably get way. You probably have way more friends. You probably have way more fun. Um, and if I knew you, I'd buy you a beer. Oh wow! Well, he, he is generous like that. I do like to buy people beers. Sure you do. Did I buy you beer this weekend? No, I had my own. Damn right, I did. Yeah. Uh, so that means we're only five reviews away from 300. It's getting close, man. We yeah. can get there this week. I feel like we can get there this week. We could turn this review thing into Sparta, okay? <laughs> we need to do this. All right. Uh, I'm not going to beg that much, but we appreciate it. I love reading them. If five of you lads out there can get out there and give us a rank and a review on the podcast on iTunes, we'd be greatly appreciated. Appreciate sure. it up. Again, just let us know what you think about the podcast. Uh, and, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. And I'm at Dynasty Matt. And we have T-shirts and stuff, too, I guess, right? Um, we do. You can buy those, too. Buy those. They're up on the site, man. They're they... the most comfortable T-shirt. And I'm going to take your advice. I think I'm going to talk to our T-shirt guy because I know we're low. Um, if anybody ever had a request for, like, the 3XLs or 2XLs, shoot me up with an email. Because I think I'm going to order a new batch of shirts, and I think I'm going to go with the red ones nice. as well. So I'll order some more blacks, some more grays, and we'll come out with a whole new color with red, which means I got to get a red one too, which is going to change the whole color of the front too. I think, wasn't it yellow? No. I think, I think most, of the, most of it was just white and black. 
then instead of having any red in the emblem. Ooh, that's right. Okay, wearing black dice in your shirt. So look for those. We'll tweet them out, of course. I'll talk to my shirt guy this week, if I remember. All right. I'm so hard to remember. I have the worst. Like, when I'm old, I don't know what I'm going to do because I have such a hard time remembering things now. Well, I guess we'll see when we get there. We'll, we'll see. I'm already old, right? Yes, sir. Older. Getting there. Hey, man. Closer 30, to 50 a.m. 37 is not old if you're a tree. True. Of a very strong young tree. That's right. Well, we'll be back next week. We'll talk a little bit more in depth on these rookie rankings. Until then, if you haven't had your rookie draft, hopefully this gives you a little bit of help to see where it goes. And remember, if you're going to draft, draft like Rich. Tell them, Steve Dave. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.